Live from the spectacular Garden Roots in South Africa. We're streaming worldwide on eradiosa.com. Right now we go to the uh, Karoo, where uh, Travel Bug Rose is ready to tell us all about her latest adventures. And uh, she just said to me, Orfair, she is in Volgewandel today. Hello, Rose. Hello, Rion. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Is it raining in the Karoo? No, it's overcast. So there's like a, a low cloud space. And it's actually lovely weather. We're not cold and we're not too hot. So it's probably a perfect day in the crew, I must say. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, in uh, the garden route, well, nice. It's uh, overcast, it's misty, and there's uh, a f- very fine drizzle right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to send it over the mountain or not? No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I think they're, they're going to have rain tonight, so let's see. Yeah, there's it apparently big rain through. coming. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. What um, rain is always welcome. So in any place, exactly, Rose. <laughs> what are you doing in the Karoo apart from having a blast? Um, well, um, you know, as we, uh, we spoke about this before, you know, I'm busy writing an article for South Magazine mm. regarding glamping, and I decided that uh, the Karoo is also seeing that the Karoo f- and the Klein Karoo falls under the garden route. Um, it would be perfect to go and find a nice little spot in the garden route in the tanker route they do some glamping as well oh, and um, yeah so I'm staying at a lovely place which is probably one of my favourite um, tented camps or tented camp destination which is part of Africamp um, they actually quite quite a few camps all over South Africa and the idea is that you can travel from one African to the next African and you can glamp well glamping because they, they've got these beautiful tented camps and they choose very unique destinations as well to put their, their tents up so every time you go and travel to one of these places it's got a really really nice something to it and of course Oatburing on its own it's got a nice something because it's got a unique history mm. and uh, and surrounded by very arid and but yet very beautiful um, mountain landscapes and flat fields for Karoo, you know, that type of thing. So um, this Africans is positioned on a road that uh, goes out of Oswang towards the Plain of Cocaine. Um, and it's in the Kopi, and then overlooking a dam, and then these little little plants, little white flowers, and it's got a complete different attraction to any of the other things that you're used to, but like the gardenage, you know, the lushness of the gardenage. Lovely. Very nice. And it's got a big swimming pool. Oh, nice. Lekker, <laughs> <laughs> lekker. So you're having a blast. I saw your post on, on Facebook where you're staying. Is that where you're currently staying? Because that looks so beautiful. Yeah, that's the African. Oh, lovely. I'm so jealous. Very nice. <laughs> well, we sat, sat on the deck last night, glass of wine, and oh. the call of the, of the Eurasian night jar. And Ooh, nice. It's got a nice peacefulness as well, the career. Mm. And it's got a different kind of quietness, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Karoos is very different, uh, especially if you're uh, under all those stars and you're surrounded by nothing. Kind of gives you a lot of time to think about life and its meaning. But, um, Rose, you want to talk specifically about the ostrich farming industry? Well, well you know, it's, it's kind of... We're talking about maybe about ostriches in, in general. Mm. Um, where the hell, you know, how does all this all come about in Oakland? Because it's quite quite an interesting history. I mean, ostriches um, don't come from this area. They apparently migrated from the north and ended up eventually in this area. Mm. And um, to, and until today. Oakland is actually the capital, the, the feather capital of the world. And uh, I mean, it came about of these things happened kind of in the um, mid 1800s, 1850, where feathers became extremely valuable and extremely fashionable for boas and hats and you know, things like that. So that's why Oatsurung literally became one of the richest towns in South Africa when it came in that era. Um, with with feathers, and um, I was told that it was actually called Small Jerusalem because we had Lithuania hmm. had one the hmm. biggest community of Lithuanian Jews staying here at stage trading feathers. Sure. And at that stage, I mean, as you know, the feathers are called white gold. They were worth, actually worth more than gold, and for wow. a long time, it was an excellent industry until. Henry Ford came along. (laughs) 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 And the car, and it's literally the motor car that destroyed the the, the feather industry. Genuine. Um, You know, ladies didn't wear their hats with their feathers anymore, and and then the boas went out, the fashion changed, and Oakland went from an extremely rich town to an extremely desolated poor town. My people word. For other industries to, to keep going. I know at some stage there was spicel planting and they do seed planting and lucerne planting and mm. all kinds of other things that came out of that came out of the Klankaroo. And then yeah, now the ostrich industry it's literally it's a market as well for a huge market. But the what's developed out of the artist industry is basically they started marketing and also because before an ostrich was feathered and left now it's they use its skin and they use its meat so the ostrich industry has changed immensely over the last 100 years 150 years i would almost say um from from being just a feather thing to now um you know you buy it costs you 69 Rand for 3430 or 350 grams of meat for ostrich meat if you want to eat it. So crazy, and of course the leather as well. My um, word. So, yeah, so I mean today we're into one of the ostrich farms. I mean it's literally called a farm because um, they they breed with them and they breed them specifically for for that you know, for this this kind of industry get sold to they breed out the little little ostriches and they give them to farmers and obviously those farmers um, uh, take a little ostriches and they breed them again in meat or feathers or whatever they're doing so it's become 
quite a big industry here. Um, and of course, nothing of the ostrich actually goes to waste in a way because the um, I went into a place called um, Ostrich Square, and they've got the eggs. Now, some of the eggs in of ostriches obviously aren't. You know, they as they're breeding, they find out that they're not. They haven't been. Um, mm. Fertilized, so they, they they take these eggs and then they drain them, and then from draining them they actually make these most magnificent um, things out of the eggshell. You know, they they make um, lamps and little you know they put stories on them and they mm, make little mm. costumes out of them and they make frames out of mm, them. Very creative, yeah. I've it's seen creamy, those, and I just yeah, they're, it's. it's Actually, beautiful. I mean, it is stunning. Uh, I just look at them, and I'm actually myself. Wow, especially the length. I mean, the, yeah. the, the type of carving and detail. That really <laughs> it is. And it's incredible. It, it's actually, yeah, it's uh, it's not a plastic thing. <laughs> it might mm. cost you a bit more, and you're going to cry if you break it. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely yeah, going to cry. I would much rather put a plant in in something like that or a lamp, you know. <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes. I talk about nice support, supporting your own industry. Yeah. If you really want to go buy something really beautiful for your house, try and go and look at some of the ostrich things that they're selling. It's a much better option than some Chinese plastic thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so when are you there, Rose? I'm here. So I was here last night and... Uh, I'm here tonight, and then I'll be traveling back to the good old-fashioned wilderness, and um, on Wednesday morning. And then, yeah, I'll be there for a day, and then I'm heading to Nisla. And of course, this this weekend is the Nisla Extreme Triathlon um, for those crazy people. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> it's rather <laughs> crazy. It is it's like 174. Kilometer cycle and a five kilometer swim and a fifty kilometer run. Why? Really? Why do people do this to themselves? <laughs> I just, I, I'll <laughs> never understand it. Maybe someone can explain <laughs> it to me better. I just really don't understand how you can do yeah. that to yourself. But anyway, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. Some people are so good at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'm just a bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my gosh. Yeah. I'll never be that jealous. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, you're right. Ach, Rosa, it was good to catch up with you again. Um, uh, where can people find you on social media to look at those beautiful pictures and, and see what you're up to? Um, so you're welcome to visit my Instagram, which is at GoTravelBug. My Twitter account is also at GoTravelBug. You can actually literally Google at GoTravelBug and you'll find me anywhere. And also my website, www.travelbug.com go travelbug.co.za and Travelbug grows on Facebook and LinkedIn. So yeah. Good. <laughs> well, you enjoy the rest of your time in the Groot for Paradise and uh, then, we'll <laughs> then we'll talk oh, again no, next no, week. Now I know why my friend is traveling with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Rose, thank you as always. Have a blast and uh, we'll talk again next week. <laughs> Thanks, Jan. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye.